sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Catholics are called to walk with everyone we encounter, to do our part to lead them closer to Jesus Christ. But what if they're walking away from him? What if they're living or believing in ways that are deeply at odds with Jesus and his teachings? What are we to do in those circumstances? How can we walk with those people? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into our topic, we want you to to know that we love listener feedback, so if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition. Yes, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I had to think there for a minute. Wait, is this the right address? <laughs> yes. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in my studio by apparently my quasi-permanent co-host, uh, Renee Apparently Clemens. when I'm getting calls from fans now. Uh, that's right. You are <laughs> getting requests. Uh, I send them to my people and apparently you're I'm my your people. people. Okay. Uh, Renee, um, in case people haven't listened to Ignition before, we should probably both just briefly say something about ourselves. Yes. And did you I notice so. what I said there? Uh, both of us. Both of us. Yes, I think so. So I'll go first okay. because I've been making you go first for months. So yes. for some reason, I presume that people know who I am, but might not be a you. first time hearing it. Could, they could be. Uh, again, Chris Bergwald, I'm the director of missionary disciple. No, no, uh-huh. I'm the director of discipleship formation <laughs> with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but in that role for almost 20 years. Years. 20 years here in just a couple weeks. Almost here as long as, Almost as, long as the, the guy over in the corner. <laughs> um, I've been married to Jermaine for a little bit longer. We've been married for 21 years now. We have five kids. Jermaine's from central Ohio. I'm from central Minnesota, but all five of our kids are born and raised in sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So the telemarketers tell me Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. <laughs> yes, I am. What about you? Uh, Renee Kranz, I am the uh, editor of the Bishop's Bulletin for the Diocese and the Communications Director. Um, Married to Ryan for 19 years, lived in Sioux Falls for about 16 years now. Yeah. Uh, No kids. We have a cat. I don't say that very often. (laughs) No one cares. (laughs) It's the best I can do. Why would I care? Yep. She's cute. What's your cat's name? Allie. Allie? Because she was a stray, so we were like, alley cat. Oh, my gosh. I hope that's not, not a security question. Okay. Nope. Nope. All right. I'm sorry. So last week and this week, actually, both of these recent topics are, speaking of you know what email address people should use, mm-hmm. these are from listeners who have emailed in with different questions. So I do want to invite folks who are listening Um if there's a topic that you've wondered about, maybe it's something we've covered, but you want us to go deeper, mm-hmm. uh, feel free to email us. Again, the uh, address is our, I mean, ignition at SF Catholic. You're my people, remember? So, no, I'm not your people. Uh, ignition <laughs> at sfcatholic.org. So the title I gave, so we sort of teased the topic at the beginning. How do we, we're supposed to walk with everybody we encounter. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. How do we do that when... Um, they're, they're living in certain ways or believing certain mm-hmm. things that at least seem, or maybe objectively are very contrary to what right. Jesus, uh, has taught us. What are we supposed to do? So the title, uh, that, the, that I gave the episode is walking with others when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. 
so especially with the rocking weeds. So I want to start at the beginning though, um, with that premise that we're supposed to uh, walk with everybody who we encounter. What does that mean when I say that to you? Do you have any questions about that, Renee? You know, on behalf of yourself or the listeners, or, the, or listeners. Yeah, that's a good question because I think walking with others. I'm not sure we really know what that means. I'm not even sure I could define that. Oh, so what? Do you have a guess what I mean by it? No, that's really. I'm glad. I'm glad I raised it as a presumption. I'm glad yeah. I asked you what I mean. Oh, I hate when you make me try to take a stab at something like this. Um, I suppose being empathetic to what they're doing, but also trying to in, invite them into a different way of living, perhaps. Um, but loving them no matter what they're doing. That's a lot of stuff that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. No, that, no, was, no. that was not helpful. No, no. So, no, that, that I. I want to but know. But this what is you how thought. the rest of us feel when people say that. Sometimes we're like, I don't uh, know if I could, could explain that, that myself. Yeah, right. So walking with people, we're we're so we're called. All Catholics are called to um, make disciples of other quote mm-hmm. unquote nations of other peoples. Here in the diocese of Falls, that has a particular uh, formula, if you will, not formula, a formula, a particular formulation to it with the diocesan vision, mm-hmm. which Renee Kranz is. Lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. So missionary discipleship. To be a missionary disciple means that I am doing my part to lead other people closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and so what about this language of walking with? Well, one of the great examples in the Gospels where we see Jesus himself walking with other people is the story um, from after the resurrection, uh, Luke 24, two disciples on the road to Emmaus, where mm-hmm. Jesus... Mm-hmm. Walks with literally walks with literally him. walks with he 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 comes alongside and walks with these two disciples and we've um, I should have looked up the number but in previous episodes of ignition we've talked about accompaniment mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a, a you know a multisyllabic word uh, synonym for walking with people so we're supposed to accompany other people closer to Jesus the reason that I really like the image and. Pope Francis certainly did not invent the idea of accompaniment. Jesus did, mm-hmm. uh, and even before him, but Jesus popularized it. Um, the Fran- Pope Francis today has really used, been using that word a lot to describe how we can be a missionary disciple, how we evangelize others. And then the, the reason I like it is because, so to walk with somebody, um, when you look at it, as opposed to what? Well, at the beginning of the story of the road to Emmaus, it says that, Jesus comes alongside these two disciples, uh, but they didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. Well, he comes alongside them. So the thing that I've been saying for uh, quite a while now, when I look at that passage, what what didn't Jesus do? He did stand far off. Hey, you guys, come over here. You know, he did, you know, he, and he didn't just pass them by. Correct. Yeah. He joined them. He met them where they're at. That's another phrase that we hear. But, and he walks with them. So there's something about like entering into the life. Okay. Of of the people that we encounter, that walking with implies. So to walk with people means that we're together on a journey, right? We're with them. We're not staying far away. We're coming alongside them to to the degree we're capable. And we can't come alongside everybody who we encounter on right. a daily basis the same way. So the way that I accompany my wife is different than the way that I accompany you and Bill. Mm-hmm. Is different the way than the way that I accompany my neighbor. Right. Uh, is different than the way that I accompany my parents is different than the way you get the idea, yep. right? But we're supposed to accompany, walk with, again, recognizing there's differences, 
uh, everyone we encounter. So the example kind of like by my prayers, I can accompany even literally the person who I drive by on my way to work in the morning. The people who, as we're, I'm going down 12th street, um, and they're driving west or east when I'm going west. I can, I can, I can. Do I always know? But I can pray for those people, which is a form of accompaniment. Mm-hmm. I literally—it just occurred to me uh, as I'm driving down 12th Street. It takes me right by two cemeteries. Mm, yeah, Mount Zion Cemetery, which is uh, the Jewish cemetery here in Sioux Falls. Where is that? On 12th Street. But where on 12th Street? <laughs> uh, around 12th and Omaha-ish. Where's Never mind. Omaha? Look it up. You know, we don't have time. We, we waste we waste enough time sometimes when we and I are recording other things. Yes. We're not going to replicate that on okay. this episode of Ignition. <laughs> um, then I would drive by the, one of the city uh, cemeteries. I could be praying for for the, the people who are buried there. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't always do that. I I can accompany everyone who I encounter, even those who have passed away. In that case, oh, okay, okay. That's what a comp- that's what accompaniment walking with people means. So doing, I'm I'm coming alongside them to the degree I'm able, um, and so it's different with family or friends than it is with neighbors and colleagues. But to the degree that I'm able, I'm alongside them to hopefully ultimately lead them closer to Jesus. Okay. Okay. So one real quick thing that I just like love. So the word accompany, Renee. Just real quick, Renee. While I'm talking, I want I want you to write down for yourself the word accompany. Okay. Um, so she's writing the word down and what, and so folks, if you're listening, I want you to imagine, or maybe jot it down yourself, the word accompany and Renee, do you happen to see any other words? Now, if, if, if you knew, ever knew some Latin, that'd be helpful, but you probably did. <laughs> so, you did this to me last time. Do you see any other words within a company or accompaniment? Company. Company. Yes. The word company <laughs> is there. Right. So we're company. Do you have any idea? The root companion, of, maybe companion. That's but what about related com- word. But what about companion? Well, I could try to make up a Latin word, so here, but I don't think that's going to work out. For have me. you ever heard the phrase? It's uh, it's it's from a, a well well <laughs> well known in some circles. Him, pa, Panis Angelicus. Mm-mm. So Panis Angelicus is Latin for bread of angels, which is from scripture. Oh, sure. So. <laughs> Bread of angels in Latin is Panis Angelicus. So, Panis Angelicus. Which one of the, what do you think Panis means? Bread. Right. Look at a company. A company meant compa- company companion. You're right. <laughs> With, to accompany. In, in case you haven't guessed this yet, I'm not getting what he's trying to get at. <laughs> Within accompaniment is, is P-A-N. Oh, I, Okay. Okay. Bread. What is C-O usually as a prefix in most, many English words? Like join, co. With. Yes. To accompany somebody means to eat bread with. Break bread with. Okay. So we accompany, we we enter into life, we quote unquote break bread. Again, now it might be my prayers for somebody when I'm driving by them Mm -hmm. on the way to work. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? I'm with you. Are you sure? I'm not sure, but I'm with you. (laughs) Okay, so this is all about accompaniment. We were taking half this episode to talk about what it means to walk with. So we're supposed to walk with people, leading them closer to Jesus, Mm -hmm. even when they're going the same way. So let's go back to the road to Emmaus. Yeah. 
They're leaving Jerusalem. We're told it's afternoon because it's getting on towards evening, we read later in the story. And they ask him to stay with them uh, as they they come to the village of Emmaus. They're leaving the holy city. They're going the wrong way. They're leaving the holy city in the afternoon. They're going to be traveling in the evening and potentially into the night. It's the wrong time of day. Mm -hmm. You don't travel at night in the Holy Land because guess what? There's no streetlights. (laughs) So brigands... Highwaymen, robbers—they're mm-hmm. going to—they're going to, they're going to uh, fall on you, as AKA attack you to mm-hmm. steal your money or your possessions or your life. These two disciples—disciples disciples, are going the wrong way at the wrong time of the day, and Jesus joins them and walks with them nonetheless. So, Jesus walks with people even when they're going the wrong way. The woman at the well comes to mind. Woman at the well, too. Is absolutely. That, that's another good example. Oh, oh that's another good yeah. John chapter four. Yeah, you and I are called to walk with, to to the degree we're able, enter into the life of everyone we encounter, even if they're going the wrong way. Okay, that can be really difficult, can't it? <laughs> so that's what I want to focus on the difficult cases. Um, but first, just, just real quick, if you're just tuning in, bread, walking, what's going on? You're listening to Ignition. <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking with Marie Kranz about how you can um, walk with other people closer to the truth when they're going away from the truth, is mm-hmm. basically. How do you help people draw closer to Jesus uh, when they're believing certain things or living in certain ways that are contrary. That, that's what we're talking yeah. about. But I wanted to start with, and we, we, I, would, I, I wanted to spend the first chunk of the episode talking about how we have to account and company, accompany everyone we encounter. So y- you and I should be at a minimum praying for everyone we encounter on a daily basis. Okay. Frankly, we could pray for the world, right? right? But at least for the people we encounter. And then, of course, we're going we're gonna to be more specific with those who we are close with. So I know uh, because you've told me before how much you pray for Bill because oh, he sure. needs lots of Well, he needs it what. because he has to deal with me right, all day. Right. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's why. So so we're supposed to accompany, at least by our prayers, but some by the way we live, but sometimes, and this gets more to what we're talking about today, by the words we speak, okay. we're supposed to encounter every, accompany everybody who we encounter. So what do you do when there's somebody in your life? So this is where you're going to have a conversation who is believing things that are somewhat or, or diametrically opposed to Jesus's teachings. So the way they believe it or they're living it now with the living it, we're all sinners, right? So right. there are times, unfortunately, where I do th- do things that are against what Jesus said, but I know that they're right. against. We're talking here about people who, are willingly choosing to do certain things knowing that it's against Jesus and what he teaches right. or n- w- willingly believing in certain things um, if they're against Jesus and his teachings. How do we accompany people who are doing that? Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear this because I have a few people in my life who that could apply to. Great. So first yeah, I want to know. I think we all do. So I've been talking for a long time. You have here. been. So I think I like it's, time, it it's time for me to ask questions. Oh, darn. How do we do that? How do we, a company, walk with people who are going the wrong way? Um, I think the first thing you, I think the first thing we have to do is be good people as much as we can ourselves. Okay. So set 
some sort of decent example yep. as best we can. Yep. I say that because we're all sinners and we it's not always sinners. so easy. Right. Um, when it's appropriate or when you are able to actually talk about something and not, oh, it's so hard because it's, it's really scary. So let's go back to it. Sometimes you feel very ill-equipped to do so. What does Jesus do, Renee? He teaches them. Before that. Before that. He asks them what they, what happened or right. why they're going that way. Yeah. Before that. Oh, so you, uh, before that, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't, I can't remember. <laughs> so okay, so we are to, first of all, he joins them. Okay. Right. We, so he comes along. So he's not staying far away, mm-hmm. joins them, which is, I think, important. Like, so in these difficult cases, do people have a sense that we're with them? Okay. Or are we way over there just... I don't know them or their circum. I don't. I mean, maybe I know who they are. So, like, if if this were poor Bill, say Bill's going the wrong way, mm-hmm. do I? Because he do I, do I just like have sort of stand back and throw words at Bill, or does Bill have a sense that actually I know him and I know quote unquote his story? Mm-hmm. So, do I know him? Um, so, I Jesus comes alongside them, and then he he listens. He listens to, their, to yeah. them. Again, Jesus, it, it becomes clear. So Jesus walks with them and he listens to them. And then what does he do? You already, you already said. Then he teaches. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. Before that. He asks some questions. He asks questions. So before Jesus makes any assertions, uh-huh. he was walking with, he's listening, and he asks questions. What are you talking about on the way? Mm-hmm. That's a model for us. Like again, difficult cases where we, where we. So obviously, if they're believing things that are contrary to Jesus, if they're living ways contrary, we know that. We know that well enough to know that about them. So, but have we, have we really entered into their life? Have we heard them? Have we asked questions? Mm-hmm. I think those are. It's really looking at Jesus's not just what he did, but how he did it. I think that's really important. Now, <laughs> at. I have a sense of doom coming right now. (laughs) Between asking questions and teaching, Jesus does something else. Hmm. He challenges them. Okay. Frankly, he says, you fools. Oh, that's right. He does. Now, we're not always called. (laughs) Probably that might be a little harsh. (laughs) This is where we have to be our own docility of the spirit. It'd be good for us to be to be just as good at all of these different forms of accompaniment as Jesus is. Oh, right? sure. So yeah. we want to have, we want to have a, he's a carpenter, right? So we want to, we want to stock, uh, stock, not stock. St- we want, we want to fill our toolbox. There you go. Stock. S-T-O-C-K. Not S-T-A-L-K. We want to stock our toolbox uh, with the same tools that Jesus did um, or all the ones that he has that we can get. And be good at them, but but which one we use, we have to really be docile to the spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. is this a time to listen, or is this time to teach? Is this time to ask questions, or is this time to challenge? Recognizing that I think is important, yeah. but sometimes we would be called to do any or all of those right. things. And to me, being docile to the spirit means maybe take a breath before you do something or say something. Oh, absolutely. And don't just jump right, right. in, because right. that's usually not the spirit right. when you just jump right in. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is going, and we have to be regularly praying ourselves. Mm-hmm. We talked about prayer and being real in prayer quite mm-hmm. a while ago. I owe you a text, by the way, along yeah, those probably. lines. So, <laughs> so, but, but, what, but sometimes the spirit might prompt us to challenge. Jesus challenged them. Then he opens the scriptures to them. Mm-hmm. Then he reveals himself to them in the breaking of the bread. 
He prompts their conversion, and then they run back to Jerusalem. They go back to the apostles, right. to the apostolic church. We can accompany, and again, they were, they were going the wrong way. So when I, maybe there's somebody maybe who I know uh, somewhat, enough where we have, where we have a relationship, mm-hmm. and I know they're living the wrong way, or they're believing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. What's my responsibility? Well, to be honest, I, that's that question that the Lord has to answer, and I, and I have to ask him that. What's, is my job with this person, so say it's metaphorically Bill, not mm-hmm. literally Bill okay. Seeley, but this other. He seems to be okay. Right, so. he, right. right. <laughs> so maybe my job with Bill, my role in, in, in with regard to uh, leading Bill closer to Jesus is simply to walk with him as part of his life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's somebody else's job to ask questions. Maybe okay. it's your job to ask questions. Gotcha. Maybe it's Brianna's job. Mm-hmm. To challenge, let's let Maybe Brianna gets to call him sure. the fool, right? So, yes. <laughs> but Su- his his lovely wife Susan needs to get in here, somewhere. right? Right. So, so right. she would do something. So so we're not Bill's, all, Bill's are becoming our project. We're not we're not necessarily called to use all those different tools ourselves with a particular person. Okay. Our job that makes is, me feel better already, right? But but here's the thing, though, we can't let ourselves off the hook. Maybe though, maybe my job with Bill is to challenge him. Right. Maybe it is your job with Bill to teach him. Right. Right. So we have to be open again, docile to the Holy Spirit. What is my job? So this is so. <clears throat> from there, I hope going back to this idea: how do we walk with people when it's difficult? First, we have to recognize maybe it's not my job to speak the hard thing, the hard truths right. to them. Maybe it's especially not. if they're very close to you, if they're a sibling or a parent, sometimes that doesn't get received well. Exactly. So here's the thing: sometimes we want to speak. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> no, I don't want. No, but there are people in our lives. Trust me. At times they're been like, no, I'm going to lay down the law. I'm going to. Is that really what the Holy Spirit is asking of me with right. this person right now? Right. Maybe it is what I'm supposed to do, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe right now I'm supposed to do something else. Mm-hmm. So to be docile to the Spirit. But I want to, I do want to address, because um, we have about five minutes left. Okay, so what do I do when, all right, granted everything you've, you guys have said, what if it becomes clear to me that I am the one who's supposed to say something? to them. How do I do that Mm -hmm. when they're believing something or or living in a way that's contrary to the truth? So I think it's really important that we, um, uh, so hate, this is a thing, hate the sin, but love the sinner, Mm -hmm. whether it's a sin of belief or a sin of action. In other words, whether my quote unquote sin, well, whether their sin is something they're believing or whether their sin is something that they're doing. um, Yeah. I'm not interested in, in uh, getting close to error. I'm not interested in getting close to, to sinful ways of life, but I am getting interested in getting close to people. Right. So you, you hate the error or you hate the the sinful action, mm-hmm. but you still love the person. And this is a distinction that's made all the time. And a lot of people really can struggle with that, but it's a real distinction. Yes. Like I, I hope literally to God that there's a difference between me and the wrong ideas that I've had in my life. Right. Between me and the wrong things that I've done or continue to do in my life. And I hope that the people around me, so my wife, Jermaine, my friend, Renee and Bill, I would hope that, 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 you would recognize, you know, I can, 
I can maybe help Chris recognize that what he's believing or doing is not good for him. Mm -hmm. It's wrong. It's sinful to use those words. Maybe I wouldn't use, you wouldn't use those words when you're talking with me, but that's different than me. In fact, it's because you love me. It's because I love you that I, that I want you to do. I want you, I want you to turn around. I want you to stop going the wrong way. I want you to go back. Now, maybe again, maybe my job is to walk with you for this stretch, but no, maybe my job is Renee. We got to stop. We switched from build now. Did you realize? I I just realized. I know. Renee, Renee, you're going the wrong way. Right. You can do the Father Scott thing. How's that working? For How's you? that working out for you? <laughs> That's the Tyler Durden thing. Let's well, be honest. Well, okay, but he likes but to anyway, use it a lot too. I know. <laughs> so, so, so that it's, it, and I think language is really, it's really important they recognize when if you're so, if you're called, if you're being prompted by the Spirit, you have to do everything you can to make sure that you are speaking with love, mm-hmm. tenderness, and mercy. Because Renee, too many times I've not. Right. I've spoken with the the truth. Right. And you may even start out with love, but but you're that human Right, right. Need to be right, to control, to whatever it is. And I start basically finger wagging. Yes, Yes, to be better than them. Yes. Yes. Judging in the negatives the the worst sense. So can I say this truth with love tenors? But with boldness, Mm -hmm. with courage, and and with truth. And it's all in love. So this goes back to the, the Ardasis envisioned through God's love as Bishop and mm, Father Scott yeah. and I and Eric Gallagher and many others have said, what's my motivation, motivating factor in being a missionary disciple? To prove to other people that they're wrong, to show that I'm right. Those are the wrong motivations. Right. It's because I love other people and I want them to deepen or to, to start a relationship with the one who will fulfill their happiness. Excuse me, their happiness, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That's why I'm speaking these hard truths right. to them. Again, I think you have to be docile. Like, am I prompted to do, or am I saying this now because I'm impulsive and I'm frustrated? And I really with want them, to be right. Or do I love them? Right. But I think so, so. So you have to educate yourself to understand them, to understand the truth. And this is, you know, we're running out of time. You have to understand what the church teaches and why she mm-hmm. teaches it. So yes. form yourself by listening to ignition. By reading the yes. catechism, by reading the Bible, I'm going up in importance. Right, obviously. <laughs> um, know the truth because the truth will set them free. Mm-hmm. Know the truth. Know them and their heart to understand why are they believing this? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this? Um, and then if you're really convicted, like look for an opening, pray. And I think go back to asking questions, to be honest, mm-hmm. Jesus' approach. But look for an opening and beg the. If you're supposed to speak, and this is the final thing, trust in God, trust in the Lord, trust that the Father is going to give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the words that you need, the words that He wants you to speak, not the right. ones that you want right. to speak, the ones that He wants you to speak, so that you will lead them closer to Jesus, so that you will do your part to help them maybe turn around or start to turn around and draw closer right. to Jesus. Right. Thoughts in 15 seconds, Renee? Great stuff. I'm going to remember the road to Emmaus model. Yes. Now, whenever the I road to Emmaus model. Luke yeah. chapter 24, look it up. It is a great model mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, on how to walk people with people closer to Jesus, even when it's hard. Thanks, Renee. You bet. And that wraps up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions that you do have yourself. And until next time, may God bless you.